This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm Michelle Primus. Uh, this is the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. And we go over a whole bunch of stuff, you know, issue compliance, safety and health as a general, um, function in our workplace, all that stuff. So hopefully you had a wonderful week. I am back on the road again out in Georgia, not the country. <laughs> driving, driving distance. So today... What we're going to go over is today I'm going to talk to you about your general mindset and even uh, the way to do an audit. And I call mine Maka OSHA Audit because that's the jurisdiction that most people get a hold of me for. So I'll call it the Maka OSHA Audit. But quite honestly, it's a great way to inspect anyway for general hazards. But we're going to just really go over that and get you the mindset behind it, get you some uh, tools, tips, and tricks. But before we get to that, if you have not yet uh, subscribed to this podcast, please do whatever your player you're playing me on and you're not driving. <laughs> Look down and then see what it is. Maybe it's a plus button. Maybe it's a, a button that actually says subscribe or whatever it is. Hit that button for me and just subscribe to this podcast. Those of you that are already subscribed, please pass it on to a friend, a colleague, someone that you feel might be able to get some good information about this stuff. Uh, that is a, just a wonderful way for you to thank me. And I appreciate it too. It'll really be good. All right. So let's get into what I was thinking for today. All right. So truly, I was thinking uh, just about mindset. My thought process is um, a lot of you might do compliance auditing. And if you do for your country, whatever the compliance agency is, uh, then uh, maybe you might actually just uh, do that as a service and do it where that you could um, offer it. Yeah, in different ways. There's this plenty when you learn how to inspect, you could just do that as an insurance inspection. You could go around every year or whatever it is to um, just to go through the the facility, make the person compliant with their insurance company. That's one way of using an audit for the business. The Makosha audits get everyone ready. Um, maybe it's even one of those type of audits where the company says, all right, enough's enough. We got to change things. Where are we now? And then give us a vision for the future. So that could be the other thing. All right. So here is the step. So generally, you get the call, let's say you're there, you show up, and now you're going to start your inspection. That always starts with learning who you're dealing with. So you're going to end up having to have some sort of um, understanding of the flow of the workplace and, you know, 
roles, responsibilities, goals, all of that is going to come into place in those uh, initial meetings. It's uh, your opening conference, if you will, but that's a good time to also just sit back and uh, go over some of the paperwork that you got. Uh, paperwork should be the written programs, any other inspection data they may have had before, uh, lagging indicators such as uh, lost time events, all that stuff. That stuff that you're uh, looking to get. So once you go through that, if you could get it early, it'd be great because obviously you get the client and you want to do a whole bunch of time. So generally what I do is when I sign the contract, I get that information. So um, we'll sign the contract, you know I'm coming, I'll get that information up front and we'll start going through it. It makes it so much easier so uh, you're not going to be doing some of your prep work while you're meeting with the client because that's going to respect everybody's time, right? So get that delivered to you electronically. Sign whatever you need to for non-disclosures and everything else. And then start like your research. So in your info, or it's not info conference, your opening conference, what you're going to just really go over is expectations. That's really what it breaks down to. Here's our expectations for, this is what I do, here's the process, I'm going to take some pictures, I may take some videos, is that okay? Uh, what areas are private? Uh, this is going to take roughly about this amount of time. I'll do lunch, this and this, all that stuff. That's what you guys are going to be communicating. So you get through those times uh, where you're back and forth checking things. You're getting a good feel for the organization as a whole. Uh, then the next thing is honestly, you're going to just start going around the, the facility because you already went through the paperwork side. You talked to everyone involved. I would suggest you get uh, someone who is, um, I don't want to say like someone who is uh, let's say tenure. That's the best way of saying it. I was going to say a lifer, but you don't want to say that in this, these settings. Someone with tenure, you get them in and uh, have them walk around with you. Uh, if you need a, a foreman or something else, uh, that is good, but they're also going to be skewing some of the information. Let's say it that way. I prefer an actual worker line. They'll, they'll work best. Drinking some coffee this morning. My voice is a little scratchy. Sorry about that, gang. So now that you're going to walk around the facility, I always do the obvious, but I'm looking for hazards. Uh, start where I'm walking, and obviously so you're not tripping. So I look down first, then I look up, uh, then left to right. That's usually how I do it. There's sometimes uh, down, left to right, up. And so... That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking at a macro view first, so a, a, the big picture view. And then usually, the more you do this, the, the easier it becomes. But usually after you see the macro view, your eyes will get like attuned to some operation or something that looks askew. It's out of place. Then at that point, you're changing to a micro view. You're going to inspect that thing a little bit more, see what's going on there. Uh, 
if there's anyone who is the operator there or a responsible party, interview them too while you're there. Uh, that's a great time to get to know the worker, get to know the, the role's responsibilities. You can see if they clinch up because the person you're walking with may be a little intimidating to them or they open right up because they feel you're being protected by the person who's walking with you. You'll see all those dynamics. So you have to pay attention to that too because if you're thinking compliance, that means that's where the company is right now. But if you want them to be a forever client, you have to think culture, safety culture. So you're going to end up having to get them through the compliance part first and then set up where you're going to help them with the safety culture side later. Uh, so you're, you're putting a seed into that relationship right now by understanding these little nuances of how behavior with people. So that's also in the background of what you're doing with your inspection. So then you're just going to rely on your regular safety and health knowledge of picking out hazards and whatever you're good at. And you're going to uh, look for training to see how training was um, assimilated and also captured uh, by the workers. So that's the first part. Then you got to go back. You got to look over your pictures. You got to find the applicable standard in uh, OSHA compliance. And that's always tricky. Sometimes you're going to have to go to uh, other resources and sources, such as you see electrical hazard. OSHA is not as specific on some electrical things because it's just that detailed. But you go to a national electrical code for your country, and now you can find something that will be referenced in safety and health. Put all that stuff in. So it's going to be a lot of work. Uh, price that in your audit all that time for research and everything else so don't sell yourself short by only pricing the walking portion that's good but you got to report after and that's just that's actually longer and the research is longer because when you give these things back to your employee to your client sometimes they're like 30 pages uh, you know so it's a long long thing so uh, what you're gonna do just truly that's also going to be part of your pricing and give that expectation to them we're going to get done with this inspection and then i do my report and you're going to get all the stuff from my report a little bit later that's what we're looking for right so now that you've got your inspection and everything else uh, physically done at the place, you're going to go back and start your, your real homework, the real job. It's the back end of this mock OSHA inspection. So I'm going to refer you to emphasis programs, national emphasis program, local emphasis programs for OSHA. And this is the U.S. market, but you might have something else in your country that might be something similar. So what that means is um, it's an identified hazard or hazardous equipment material that OSHA says we need to focus on this specific thing or substance, whatever, because it's that hazardous to the workforce. And they'll create special uh, emphasis on going out there and inspecting these operations or these uh, locations where this hazard exists. So that material is in 
oh, a compliance letter for the compliance officers. So what you would do is just go to your regulatory agency. I'm going to talk about OSHA because it's easier for me. That's um, my jurisdiction in the U.S. So I would go to that OSHA site. I'd look up the region to see first is there, well, first national, see if this person I'm about to do an inspection. So this is going to be before the inspection and then after. So before the inspection, you do want to see if they have a national emphasis program or a local emphasis program that affects the potential or the new client. Print any of those things out. It's going to be some documents that are 50 pages, some 20 pages, some of them are less. But the ones that are pertaining your client, print those out. If you want to put that as part of your cost for um, administration fees or whatever, that's fine. Uh, but you honestly need to have a physical copy so you could line and underline and go through things line by line so you understand exactly how a compliance officer will regulate your client. There's program procedures in there. They even have the goal of the, the emphasis program in there. And they walk the compliance officer step by step how to come, how to select a site. Um, they'll also tell you a few other things related to the standard and how to do scheduling for inspections. It's all in there. So what you would do then is follow their guidelines through that uh, emphasis program and truly it walks you know, all of the compliance officers through what they're going to do as they get to a site. So there's a whole section that says inspection procedures. So follow that. You do your inspection just the way those procedures tell you in the National Emphasis Program. And then after that, when you get back and you're doing your follow-up research, that now is when you're going to go ahead and reference this material in your report that's why your report is going to take so long because not only you're doing the the information behind it but you got to do your reference too and so get that reference in there all right gang see i gave you a bunch to think about all that in a short amount of time right you definitely are going to have to re-listen to this so don't worry about it especially if you're in your car and you weren't able to hit the, the subscribe button because you got to go back at home and listen to it that's the rule that's what we always do we listen to these episodes at least twice so that you get all the information that you need so thanks again have yourself a wonderful rest of the week go get them episode has been powered by safety fm the views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples they should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Primus. <laughs>